Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 168. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. Dude, my thumb hurts. Well, why? Uh, I've been on my phone for like over a day now, scrolling, and it's been like uh, from cleaning my phone. So, you know how you probably go through your photo, you, you have your photo app, and you have all your photos on there, and then you change phones, and all the photos transfer with it, mm-hmm. and then you go through like three phones or something. So yeah. all of it's kind of built up. No, I got and so I'm many like, cat photos now, <laughs> dude. I have been. I went. I, I scrolled all the way to the earliest stuff, and I went from there, deleting so much. And right now, I'm on like what am I on? Like October 9th, twenty twenty one. I'm like around that time, and so far, I have deleted. Uh, this is crazy, the amount I got so far. 1,066 photos and 81 videos. I've been uh, like, I was doing this while like watching One Piece last night. And then I was doing this like in between matches of stuff and other, and like watching some other stuff earlier. And because of that, I was scrolling so much. My thumb's just like, dude, I can't, this, this sucks. So now I'm like holding my phone like this, just doing like the, the finger style. Um, but it, it's like such a killer because uh, it's something I've been wanting to get done forever now. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going through my photos. After that, I have to go through the entire list of emails I got. And I'm just like, oh my God. Dude, I, I'm feels so good getting it done. Like my email list. That's like, I I should do that where like while I'm watching something, I should just like pull out my phone, just delete shit. But instead I just like scroll through Twitter or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying something to... That was my issue probably last week a lot where, you know how it's that whole, like, you just go down the rabbit hole of Twitter and Instagram and keep switching back and forth and like scrolling down and down and down. And it's like mm-hmm. recommended stories and it's like bullshit. And it's like, here's a cat and it's doing something caddish. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Definitely need to. It's hard to, it's like learning that self-control and then you've done it and you master it and then you relapse and then it's like rinse repeat. And I'm like, okay, I just have to get back it's to a it vicious again. cycle vicious cycle social media is horrible honestly i do respect the people that are just like no nah, i don't need it like holy crap yeah, it must be nice i'm like halfway there where i'm like oh i haven't i haven't posted to facebook in a long ass time but i'm on instagram like all the time looking at other people's shit yeah it, it's really you'd think when you delete one social media you have more time but really you're just then throwing that time into another social media probably yeah. um it's almost like you got to quit it all together practically but yeah. Anyway, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk what we've been watching and playing, plus uh, some select news. Uh, and we finally are at the point where we have the small news again, guys. There's no big showcase. There's no press conference. There's no bullshit, no convention, nothing. It's just like, here's little news and it's it's going to be nice. Um, we're going to have news on some delays, hilariously yeah. enough. Some shutdowns also. And something announced that I was like, oh, shit, they're finally fucking doing it. Uh, that's going to be for the news. And then for our kind of features of what we've been in this episode watching. Sorry, no playing this time. But uh, we're going to talk the fourth season of what we do in the shadows. The uh, second season of Primal and the third season of Love, Death and Robots. And if there's more time. Uh, we'll talk some extra stuff on the side, but uh, I've definitely had to cut my own list of stuff I wanted to talk about on here just because 
we're getting to that point again where more new like shows are going to finish up uh, a bunch of like it's October. So we do want to talk some horror stuff and games and whatnot. So, yeah, I got to make some cuts. But, you know, yeah, like there's so okay. many games on my backlog and every Halloween I'm just like, I'm going to play something fun and, and like something scary. And I just I almost never do. I mean, last year, at least I did play Resident Evil 2, which is how that got into my like top five games I played that year. Uh, and this year, I I have said this before. I don't know if I'm actually going to do it this time, but I've someone gave me a PlayStation VR like a while ago and I just never unboxed it. And I've been meaning to play Resident Evil 7 for a long ass time. I might finally unbox the PlayStation VR and play Resident Evil 7 in VR, get that experience, see if it was all worth it. I mean, we could both talk about it because I'll fire. I, mean, I plan on playing it this month. Well, you want to so play that series could, too? I forgot. Yeah, so we can definitely talk about our different experiences with it. Whether it's me just playing it and actually going through Resident Evil game in general, and then you doing the VR version. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Uh, and I hope you guys liked uh, last week's episode uh, where we talked Gundam, and I had to edit a good amount. You guys don't. You, yeah, you guys did a good may job have on those edits because I like. If you hadn't told me, I would not have noticed. It's super. You did a pretty good job. Cool. Thank you. I. It was a lot of edits where it wasn't like, oh, I had to cut 20 minutes straight. It was like two seconds, one second, five seconds, one minute. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, God. Chris and, did get like crazy loud about Gundam Unicorn, though. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Uh, and th- the fun thing was I was editing in video. And then I had the audio version open, too, on Pro Tools. And I was just like taking the changes there and then running over and making sure I got the time codes perfectly correct from the video and doing it again in the audio. And it was so, so tedious, but it was done. Uh, this episode will be nice and easy. So that's going to be nice. Uh, I guess without further ado, though, you ready to jump right into the news for this week, which will take very little time, thank God. Okay, first off, this is just kind of funny more than anything, but... Uh, and I'm sorry if you're working on this game. My condolences, I guess. Yeah, you know, no, I'm um, sure it's not fun for them. Yeah. You know, all right. Skull and Bones, guys. You know that pirate game? We're all waiting for it. Not really anymore. Uh, the one that they us... were like, it's coming out by the end of the year, we swear. And the last time we talked about it, it was like, I'm pretty sure I literally said, we'll see. Yeah. So, you know, the whole history of that game, it was announced like after Assassin's Creed 4 and everyone's like, cool. It looks fun. We'll check it out. And then it just disappeared. We never heard from it again. And then they finally brought it back earlier, like a few months ago. They did like a whole Ubisoft showcase about it. And then they showed a little bit more of it during the previous Ubisoft 4. We talked about like two weeks ago. uh, We talked about like five Assassin's Creed games. But like, uh, they're like, it's coming this year. It's happening. This fall, we're getting Skull and Bones. And you and me are probably not going to buy it. But it's like, oh, it's finally coming out. And I can't then, believe it's literally been almost 10 years since they announced that game. I can't believe it. And they delayed it for a fifth time. Mm. It is like delayed said, to March 9th now. And I'm just like, it's funny, that's but also ridiculous. sad. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, I mean, I've said it before. Ubisoft has just kind of been messy a lot recently. Um, and it was funny watching that Ubisoft forward where they're like, here's like five Assassin's Creed games. And I'm like, yeah shit dude okay and it's like meanwhile in like the tom clancy world everything is like getting canceled and thrown around and i'm just like oh my god okay they mentioned Um, uh like this 
they're going to do a Splinter Cell remake and then they're going to modernize it for today's audience. And I'm just like... Meanwhile, uh, like the Prince we'll of Persia remake goes. is like going to shit too. And I'm just like, uh, dude, every game about that one. Yeah. I mean, I personally want the Prince of Persia one more than Splinter Cell. Yeah. But I know there's I'm, a much I love bigger Splinter series. Yeah. So it's it's a whole thing. But yeah, it was just funny seeing that. Um, that I mean, there's nothing else to say. Like, I, I think either way we're... Unless it's really good. I'm personally not buying it. And you were the first one to say you weren't buying it before yeah. I even did. did um, from the first time they showed it off, I was like, wait so it's like just the ship combat from black flag and nothing else well, yeah why <laughs> so either way um the delay won't change anything for me because it's not Same. i'm not buying it either way so it doesn't matter at the end of the day but it's just a funny situation it's it's literally one of those things where unless the reviews come out and people are like no you don't understand it's actually extremely fun yeah then i might get it but i am not confident about after this right many now? years yeah usually if it's a game that takes this long we've never seen a good history of that whether it's what the last guardian duke um duke nukem, nukem forever <laughs> yeah. more or less kind of now halo infinite i mean that's mm. been the biggest that that yeah halo infinite uh i just actually installed that i uninstalled it on uh pc because i was like there's literally no point in me having it was one of the on first here. things i installed on my pc because i wanted to play halo on my pc and i literally i loaded it up once and I was like, whoa, cool. Okay. And I played something else. I mean, honestly, I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to, uh, real fast, I'm going to be playing more Halo again, but it's not going to be that. Uh, I'm going to probably play Halo Wars 1 and 2 mm, uh, soon. Games, and just do RTS Halo and I'm have a good time with that. And then I'm going to reinstall Master Chief Collection. I have and a I just Master want Chief Collection on my PC. I'm going to do Halo 1 through 3 and ODST and Reach. I'm going to skip the others. I'm just going to do the, the Bungie stuff because there's no point in playing 4 at this point. If with Like, you can't play 5 on PC. It's only on Xbox, and I don't feel like playing 5 yeah, again. Real? Yeah, it's not on PC. Uh, it's the only one not on there. Uh, I have no interest so in playing weird. Infinite again. I have no interest in playing 5 again, so I see little point in playing 4 since it's connected to them, even though they're practically all separate games and don't they just shatter everything. So like, like yeah. even when co-op comes out, you don't want to play infinite again. No, Aww. I have no urge. Not I have more for legendary. I have my backlog and I think my backlog is 20 times more interesting and more yeah. no, tempting to play than Halo at this point. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, played God of War uh, 2018 and I absolutely love that shit. <laughs> uh, then the other news, guys, is community. The movie is happening, actually happening. It is really happening. It's so uh, funny because there's just like one of the recurring jokes is just Abed would like run through a scene going like six seasons in a movie. So we just got the agreement for it so far. So it's not there's no date or anything. Uh, and I guess starting off where it's going to be is Peacock of all places, which I thought oh, was actually kind of funny. Um, I guess it makes sense of all places. Yeah. And. I already have it. It comes with our family's cable. Comp like, mm. we share, like, everything where we, you know, part of the family buys Hulu. Someone buys Netflix and has cable. And I'm like, ah, here's Prime Video and Disney Plus. So I, I get access to Peacock, which is nice. Um, it's going to have, so far, Jim McHale, Danny Pudi, Allison Brie, Gillian Jacobs, or is it Jillian Jacobs? Uh, Jim Rash and Ken Jeong in it so far. So 
pretty much, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Senior Cheng, the principal, or the dean, right? It was the dean. Uh, what about the dean? That was the dean, right? The the character with the glasses and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, him. yeah. So it's gonna be everyone but uh, the three characters, um, Troy. Uh, what was his Pierce and what was um Nicole Brown's character's name? Oh, Shirley. Shirley, Shirley. Uh, so yeah. Nicole Brown and Donald Glover haven't been confirmed yet, but you have to assume they're gonna have Shirley and uh Troy in. Hopefully, I would hope. Even though... I I would want to see a a community movie without at least Troy. Yeah. So and we you know they killed off pierce like pierce is yeah dead i was like world. there's no way he's coming back <laughs> yeah so he's gone uh so we'll see if the other like it, how long this is going to take and everything else but i would assume like the earliest we'll get this is probably what 2024 2025 if anything mm, uh we'll see i mean it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's even started pre-production that's why i'm thinking oh, like, okay it'll be a bit of i was time. about to say like once you get like a bunch of stuff together like it doesn't take generally that long to film a movie but like de- definitely takes longer to like edit and market it and do the pre-production stuff. So I think uh, if they probably have the script already done and everything, then we like all they got to do is get them in set location and then they should be good to go. But it, yeah. that's all, you know, if, if they have that all done, but um, I'm excited to see what happens and it's going to be fun getting the closure on this. And then once I get the closure on this, I said it to you before the show, but I'm like, cool. Now give us the final season of Glow. Don't give us the movie. Give us yeah. the whole fucking season yeah. <laughs> that we were supposed to get. It was like season four, right? It was Did they four. set up uh, like a? Yeah, they were absolutely leading to like another season, and they just. I know it, it, it was because they did three seasons, right? Yes. So it was, it was supposed to be four. They said it was meant to be four seasons total. So, which in the pandemic is what fucked it up. That was the killer, um, which sucked, but. Yeah, if we get Glow back, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Um, and then final news piece: Google Stadia is shutting down on January. Oh no! 18th, Who could have ever seen this happening, dude? I can't believe it. I remember when we used to talk about this, like the news of just like, "Hey, this this uh, platform is coming," all this stuff, and we're like xcloud's also there so if i have to choose between one i'll probably choose xcloud but also i don't want to pay for another thing and i don't want to rely on streaming at the same time too i'd rather just play the game i have already installed and it's safer and i don't have to rely as much on the internet technically yeah Um, no absolutely but yeah uh we i think the first sign was they went we have a first party studio that's going to do first party games and then they came out with like nothing and then shut down yeah, they and literally, that studio is gone. They shut down their first party studios. I think that, I don't know if they, did they just have one? I thought they had at least, a, uh, I thought they had more than one, but they basically shut one. down all their uh, gaming studios. And yeah. it's just like, that's not a good sign. And so they are pretty much shutting everything down and they're giving you refunds well, on certain they, games. They did mention that they are keeping the technology available for like uh, developers or I forget how they phrased it, but just like the technology is available if you need like cloud streaming the dev kits, technology. Really? But yeah, they're just like, they're just not selling games anymore. At least that, like you just mentioned, or we're getting to, 
it is nice that they are refunding everyone their purchases, including hardware purchases, which is, I mean, that's got to be a lot of money. Apparently, uh, people that were working on Stadia games, though, uh, were only found out the same way the public found yeah, out. Yeah, I so heard about that. They didn't even get told, so they got fucked over by that, which, you know, it's really poor on Google's part, yeah, which I saw at the same lot. time, no surprise. Yeah, I saw a handful of developers on Twitter post like, yo, we have a game coming out in November on Stadia. What the hell? Thanks, guys. Really uh, appreciate the the heads up there. Yeah, it's, uh, just, it's so shitty. It is really shitty. Uh, and then especially they after also... all the sorry to keep interrupting you, but it's especially after like all the assurances that the people of Google were like, no, we swear this is not a thing we're just going to abandon in a few years. We're totally going to stick with it. This We're in it for the long haul. And it's like, not even five years later or so, right? Like, they, dude, that's not even the length of a, a single game. You're trusting the company with the generation. most venomous search engine that is basically selling information left and right. Of course, you're like, who the fuck would trust them? Like, come on, it's fucking Google. Well, especially uh, since they have, there's like a website that someone set up that's literally just like the graveyard of, of like Google things that they've like, started or invented or whatever and they just like abandoned and now now stadia's on there yeah they do a good job i'm waiting for the phones to die soon uh and then you could <laughs> you could turn those into art like a nokia phone i mean to uh, be statue. fair i i do hear good things about the pixel phones i'm sure but you know i wouldn't do it just looking at the track record with everything else no, but you know it's fair uh that's and then stuck with android <laughs> of course the two companies that were the biggest proponents were what bungie and ubisoft and they're working on having uh your saves transfer over now to other yeah. uh platforms and whatnot so you don't have to worry about that hopefully but we'll see but i also find it funny it's like who is the biggest company to get involved oh it's ubisoft of course and then now this is happening it's like decision after decision yeah. even io interactive is like hey for all those people who play hitman on stadia we're trying to figure out a way for you to move your saves somewhere else so i mean at least there's that but yeah i it just it's one of those things where we all kind of expected it to happen eventually because google was clearly not putting the effort into supporting their service but it still came out of nowhere it seems like because a lot of people were caught off guard, especially the, yeah. the developers that were like literally bringing shit out within months. Who knows if it was just their, the heads at Google were like trimming the fat or if it's just they've been watching this forever and going, guys, this isn't it. And I mean, in the beginning, I feel like we were like, this isn't it. And didn't even try to because yeah. a lot of people invested in it. i remember even like hearing what was the kind of funny guys and everyone else are like yeah we got the founder kits all the stuff with the with the bullshit engraving like engravings and stuff under controller yeah and i was like oh it seems tempting i'm good i don't think I, it's worth it for me and it, just, I, it seems like i made the right call it just feels like they didn't really either think it through all the way of like what people actually want from a game streaming service and also they even still they released it too early because there were a lot of things that just weren't available at launch that they said were going to be features yeah like the 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 one thing that actually did make me interested in stadia was their stage presentation they did where they they were mentioning how the controller instead of connecting to your different devices through bluetooth it used wi-fi to connect directly to google servers so 
that was supposed to make it so that it would reduce lag time somehow and also uh, make it so that you don't have to keep repairing your controller if you change from like your TV to, to your other, phone. To the other, yeah. To, yeah. And, I, and they showed it on stage and I was like, that's really cool. Like that you could just hop from one thing to another and never have to like repair your controller. And then I found out that at launch that feature wasn't available. Like I think like the controller is still connected to your Chromecast through Bluetooth and not the Wi-Fi. And they were like, Oh, we'll update the controller later through like a firmware update. And like, okay. So that feature is not available that I'll, uh, maybe I'll wait till that's the thing, I guess if I ever try it. And then, um, the, just the fact that you had to pay a subscription to play your games in 4k and not just 1080, uh, 1080p. And what people I think wanted was a more Netflix style thing where you just pay a subscription and you get access to a library of games like game pass. Yeah. But instead they were like, no, you pay the subscription to play your games in higher quality. You still have to pay 60 bucks for every single game you buy. And just you don't own a physical thing. It's not connected to any hardware. And if our service goes away, so do your games, which is exactly what's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's also, I guess, more or less the case of potentially getting into games digitally at yeah, a certain point. That's true. But Stadia, I think, was even more across that line because it was streaming specifically too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm glad I didn't buy it. And. Uh, my condolences to those that did. Yep. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. if that's your primary platform, that sucks. Yeah, that's gotta suck. Okay, go look for a PS5 or something. I don't know. Go, go build a PC or something like that. Or just literally do like an X Cloud subscription and yeah. do this, just do streaming that way. If that if you literally just want a streaming service, I mean, you don't like not every game is on X Cloud, but honestly, I want to say there's gotta. I could be wrong, but I feel like there are probably more games on X Cloud. I forget. I keep Pass. forgetting that you don't need like you could just have your phone and your yeah, good. yeah. Because that's insane. I don't like. I remember one of the major complaints throughout the entire life of uh, Stadia. Maybe they got better. I don't know. But like one of the major complaints was that the library was just like really small compared to like any of the others. Uh, store well, they they kept expanding because uh, in the beginning, because in the beta mode, they were like we're testing like Halo Five and madden and like a few other things and now yeah. i'm pretty sure now that's more alive uh there's a lot more probably specifically from game pass that's on there mm. i'm not too sure like i've never tried it uh i don't have like i said before i don't have any interest to try it personally just because i don't need another potential platform anyway even yeah. if it is just that's like fair. on my phone i'm like i'm good i have enough already where i'm at so that's okay for me uh but i think that's that's it for the news then Right. Uh, moving into our main features of discussion first off is the fourth season of what we do in the shadows and man this season they they got us pretty good uh i guess the first thing i had down was uh changing the rhythm of the show that has kept like a three season status quo uh because you know the last three seasons everything's been more or less the same. It's just kind of like different interactions these characters are having yeah. with other people or experiences that are going on or just like things that are occurring while they're in this house. And at the end of the third season, you know, we have Nadia and Guillermo going to the UK. 
uh, Colin Robinson dying and uh, Laszlo taking care of baby Colin Robinson. And then, Not Colin Robinson. <laughs> yeah, and Nandor just going on a train <laughs> without Guillermo being like, what the fuck? I love how the, the third season starts off with like that subplot of... Uh, trying to figure out what the banging in, in the pipes is and it's like oh my God. turns out it's like the box that was delivered a few days ago because Guillermo was mailed back home oh no, no that was uh season four so that oh, was season four that's what i meant the new one yeah, yeah uh that was that was great and the interesting way was like to bring everyone you know at first you're not sure like this is going to go one of two ways. One, it's going to have everyone separate or three or two or three or, or two. It's going to have everyone returning together. And they did the second one. Everyone showed back up and the house is like, cause it's just been Laszlo and baby Colin Robinson. So the house looks like shit. Still had their own like separate focuses though. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everything looked like crap, but yeah, this, this big thing was they brought everyone back together, but kept them separate in their own personal goals that they were trying to accomplish. And uh, I think that's kind of how we're going to go through this season. It's kind of going uh, by the character and their goals specifically. And the first one being, I guess, Nadia in the nightclub. Yeah, she had definitely the most prominent like story for the most part. Because, yeah, she was trying to do her like vampire nightclub, which... Am I wrong? They said she's tried this before and it's like never worked out. And she's like, I swear this time it's going to work. I mean, it, I'm not surprised if it if it was because the whole time it's like her and um, uh, the other the female vampire that like manages that the Long Island or the Staten yeah. Island Council more or less is there. And, the, you know, the whole thing with like the fucking rates going on strike to for building so the everything that, that, dude, that was so fucking funny. Uh, especially when they keep fucking up with the construction workers well, and the construction workers still keep staying and working on it. Well, like, I love that Nadia's plan was to bribe, like, the head, like, unionizer and be like, I don't have enough money or whatever the what thing she was going to pay them with. Like, I don't have enough of this for everyone, but I do have enough for you to tell everyone that there's not enough for everyone. <laughs> and then she he, like, goes back to try to, like, tell everyone, like, yeah, we we don't win. We don't get anything, and they just like kill him. That's uh, great. I think they called him Xerxes too. It's a little funny, but uh, uh, that whole thing where you see her—it's like the first. The beginning is just her trying to build the nightclub, and then it gets into opening the nightclub to managing the nightclub to, uh, I guess, the nightclub reaching popularity to then its downfall. And it's eventual just kind of demise. The blood sprinklers never working. Yeah. Oh my God. The blood sprinklers. If the, <laughs> for those that don't know what she kept mentioning, the blood, spling, the, the blood sprinklers, it's the blood sprinklers from the first Blade movie. Yeah. And that, that first scene. And it's like the funniest shit that she was like bringing that specific thing. Like, oh, I saw Blade. So I want to put in sprinklers that just spray out blood. And they don't work until they don't work the entire time. The club is open. But then when Nadia kind of loses her mind and tries to burn down the club is for insurance when, money. <laughs> for insurance money. The, the blood sprinklers activate and stop it from burning down. Except <laughs> the only place that burned was her office. Yeah. <laughs> and like I love she's like, okay, so how much money do we get from insurance? And she's like, Well, that depends on your or, or is like, how much money do we get? It's like, oh, that depends on your insurance. Like, what is insurance? <laughs> uh God. 
It was great. She went to burn it down without insurance. Yeah. <laughs> she just thought you'd get the money. <laughs> it's like, is it too late to get insurance now? Like, oh yeah, it's way too late. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think with the whole in between there of you know vampires trying to figure out what they want to do there to having baby colin robinson perform and what was the explanation it was like they they like having such a simplistic like like that it was the innocence of a child or something like that yeah just somehow kept people entertained for some reason creepy weird little colin robinson was super popular with everyone with his like uh broadway musical yeah it's a little broadway dancing and singing and stuff and everyone's just like i love it because they were they were trying to get that vampire performer that was like a rapper or something and he was like oh god i forgot about that well first is uh his familiar was uh he was more or less a business record like a label record uh exec more or less his uh his like star essentially yeah until he was free and then he's like actually i want to do comedy and everyone's like yeah the fuck is wrong with you you you're horrible don't do this like just stick to what you're good at man stay in your lane but yeah it was great uh i think also i think her her story was the most simplistic compared to the others just because it was very much straightforward like i just want to manage this building that was Uh, it i don't know like because laszlo he had like a couple things going sort of if you count the home remodel thing but like, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like Nadia's was the most like compared to the other two. I guess so. Yeah, because her thing was the, literally just like I'm just trying to keep the uh, the club going. Yeah, poorly. Whereas, yeah, and I mean, there's not really much else to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's not much too much to say on it, really. Uh, I guess moving towards uh, Laszlo uh, with Baby Colin Robinson yeah, and poor this is Laszlo. personal goal. Laszlo is stuck that whole time with raising baby colin robinson and i love that there's like a rac- there's raccoons that are living in the house at that point but yeah because guillermo wasn't around to fix the place up it turned, like yeah, it literally turned to more. shit but uh the whole idea of him being a father figure to baby colin robinson raising he's him. like trying to raise him in a way that makes him not boring anymore and it sort of doesn't it work in the beginning like yeah, kind of. At least he's like, yeah, I want to like, like do my Legos and yeah, yeah, perform and all. This. I like Minecraft or something. Wasn't he like talking about Minecraft too and other and things? like Roblox and shit? He basically yeah. Said, it was so weird to see like adult Colin face essentially on kid on baby, body on, on kid body. Yeah, like talking about Roblox and shit and it's just the to make him more kid like. I love the whole thing where he would just be like, "Hey, Laszlo, guess what?" And he would just say, "Guess what." before everything. yeah all this oh my god that was always so funny uh especially the point where everyone else is now getting in on like figuring out what to do with baby colin robinson where they're all trying to raise him a bit more or less and caramel's like joins in too because he's like i yeah. can't leave this child alone like it's not it's not right uh especially if it's just with laszlo but the, those two work together raising baby colin robinson to the point where there was the ridiculous episode where they're like, we can put him into school and they have to do an interview with like, well, oh, what's this? God. I totally what's forgot their, about that. What's their neighbor's name? Cause he's in like two key episodes. Oh, uh, I want to say Mike for some reason, but I don't know. I'm going to look it up, but like the, there's a, a Dean or Dude, principal, like the, the amount of like permutations of who is like the dad and who's the bomb. 
or like just who, who the two parents are. It was so funny. That's why it was so ridiculous that like episode. At, so like, like at one point the dean was one of the parents. Yeah, he's like, what? what? Like, it was so weird the way everything the episode, worked out. Like, give him a stroke essentially because they're like, yeah, most people could go through like three or four glamours in a night. He went through like two hundred. And they also kept fucking with Sean, too. And Sean, his whole thing, Sean had a previous time where he broke down because they glamored him so many times more than anyone else that he, like, forgot who his wife was. At and the very was least, married. He, it was so sweet, But it saved though, their wedding. He, he literally, like, fell in it love with his marriage. wife again. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> their marriage was saved and everything. It, it was so ridiculous. Uh, the uh, The idea of them switching the the seats in that couch so many times was yeah. just the the funniest shit and how they could have made it so simple but they were just so stupid that they kept making it worse and worse and yeah. didn't they like include animals at a certain point too wasn't there an animal it got there really weird yeah there's like yeah. so many different variations and it's just like yeah you, <laughs> you don't need to do all this and then wasn't it um oh and then like didn't Guillermo at some point be like wait why go through all this trouble to like try to convince him when you could literally just clamor him to let Colin into the school? They're like, we're too deep now. Yeah, it was like, there's no going back. They, they'd already dedicated too much. Uh, and then wasn't that when Colin shows his talent for the uh, the nightclub and then they do that instead? Wasn't that the thing? Maybe. I, I, I honestly could, kind of forget how that happened. It's just I remember they br- they brought him to the nightclub at some point. And, and then he started performing and then they're like, we're yeah. going to keep him. Yeah. I think that was the reason, though, because they didn't know what to do with him because uh, he wasn't doing anything. And then instead of doing that, they're like, oh, OK, we can do this instead. So, yeah, it was really interesting. And did they didn't he have playdates with other kids, though, at one point? I can't remember. No, I can't remember. I think he did because when he became teenage colin robinson oh, right. all the kids were like what happened to you <laughs> he's just like literally like teenage colin robinson crying about like it's not fair he's not fair. he's not going to like he's not following the rules so fucking uh, funny uh yeah so there was like all of that with colin robinson and watching him honestly i think i there's episodes of previous colin robinson that i always enjoyed like the one where he goes to war with the other vampire at the, the office the, uh, emotional vampire emotional vampire yeah he bores them and she makes them like i forget like angry or sad or something i think yeah. she makes them feel bad she, for her yeah she basically made like made everyone pity her yeah uh that was like one of the best ones but also just anytime he looked at the camera and he had like the energy vampire like he liked so, that shit my favorite was one was so when he good. He like got a promotion, and he found out that people have to listen to him now, and he just got insanely powerful. Oh, didn't he get hair and he could <laughs> yeah. fly? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, that was uh, that was the best Colin Robinson episode. Oh my god, I hit my mic. But uh, I think Child Colin Robinson was just such a breath of fresh air at the same time, where he felt really enjoyable, and the fact that he didn't sound as boring until like you know. You see, Laszlo actually is attached to this kid. Like, he has yeah. a kid now, and it's really nice. But then, you know, he goes through the teenage years really fast. Like, it happens near the tail end. And it looks really strange. And then he 
is always angry too. So instead of having like ha happy little tap dance, Colin Robinson, you have just angry smashing walls, Colin Robinson, like destroying his former room that he had until he finds like the secret yeah. room with like everything. And it's like, it seems like this is a cycle he goes through. That's where okay. that the yeah. entire season I was like, this call this like kid Colin Robinson thing like I don't know if it's like working for me because it's just like it's funny but just I don't know if it was they didn't put as much effort into like matching the face movements. I love like, that. I, honestly, that made it. Per I loved like, that so it, much though. It was great. But that's the thing. At the same time, like it being a really cheesy effect also does make it kind of funnier. But I was just like, man, this they're doing this bit for like an entire season. Like it has to build to something worthwhile or else it's going to feel like mostly like a dud. And at least for me, they did not disappoint because, no. yeah, like the, the moment he like he's like smashing the wall like he's been doing for like several episodes because he's just like mad at like something that he can't understand. And you assume it's just because, oh, it's just teenager, he's a teenager or whatever. And yeah, he like finds the secret compartment and it's like a projector slide and he like goes and he finds a projector and all the files and he like projects the the picture onto the wall and it like it points out like specific points on the wall that he smashes in the specific order and it yet yeah, opens like a secret room with like huge bookshelves full of like the like college rule notebooks and yeah it just seems to be like that's how he stores his memories and every time he goes through his like molting cycle he eventually finds this room again reads all his shit and he becomes colin robinson again like and uh, forgets that entire so it's like what it's crazy is you know colin when he becomes colin again only remembers everything right before he died so everything after all the baby colin robinson child colin robinson are all gone he does he has no recollection which you know laszlo finds out he's like wait what, what happened to you and he's like oh hey laszlo like, he literally fucking walks boring in again just, yeah he just walks in doing like stupid jokes again and you know he was the saving grace at the same time because he was the one that had all of the information for the house to do yeah. everything to repair it's it like, to do wait, all do that you have stuff. a bank a pin number yeah and so he saves them in the end which is good like, he, he literally, without them, without, you learn, honestly, in that episode, you learn without Colin Robinson, they can't function as a household. Yeah. Uh, which is insane. But it, it was so sad for, yeah. It also kind of fits with, like, last season when he was just, like, trying to figure out where he even came from. Because he's just like, yeah, just, I don't know. Like, my my parents never really told me about, like why i am a psychic vampire so i don't know if i've just always been like this or or what and now you find out like not just how he becomes who he is every time but like why he doesn't remember either yeah because it just keeps resetting and it's insane how he just keeps resetting but uh for laszlo you know you see him kind of heartbroken yeah he's just uh, like, oh, and, and that was actually the, the saddest i think it was the saddest Thing in the entire series was just oh, seeing yeah. laszlo depressed that his whole he was like it's like if you had a child and that child grew up and that child didn't recognize you that would be horrifyingly sad yeah no, he um, basically lost his child 
Like, yeah. And he's never had a kid before, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was, I don't think so either. And it, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Interview with the Vampire. Oh, uh, wait, no, almost. there was that joke in the first season of, like, they turned that baby that one time. <laughs> and the baby <laughs> was in the council. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, it was, it, it was, yeah, it was sad. Um, yeah. Otherwise, the other one was fucking Nandor. And Nandor's whole thing, oh my god, which, you know, you can include Guillermo in it too, but he's like, yo. He had his own, like, side thing too. Yeah. And, because Guillermo's thing was, I guess, do you want to do Nandor or Guillermo first? I think Guillermo's is, is uh, quicker, because it, okay. it was mostly just, like... The family episode? Well, the, there was the family episode, and then it was also, like, the boyfriend that they were hinting at, like, the entire season, where he kept, like, texting or calling someone off to the side. And they, that was a fucked up episode. That was so, so fucked up. Like... I felt I uncomfortable know. too, just because. Well, I, I guess because the whole it was like with Marwa and stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. But maybe I feel we like should do Nandor more, first because it's that's hard what I was, to yeah. explain. Like, I think why, we can like what happened without Nandor first. Yeah, I think we can like kind of fold it all in, and then we could just save the the family portion of Guillermo after that specifically. Okay. So Nandor, you know, the the stupid thing was he had a he had a genie lamp this entire time or a gin lamp. That was so and funny. He rubbed it the wrong direction. Where he just said, yeah, he's like, like, it's a gin lamp. It, it never worked for me. It's bro- it's broken. Or it's and like, the, it's a myth. Yeah. It, and the gym comes out and he's like, you get like 50 wishes or something insane. I love he's just like a dude in a suit. <laughs> he's he... like an accountant. He He's like an emotion, an emotionless accountant. who's just like, yeah, you know, like, it's good that you're double checking. He's not Dude, even that like, was like angry. That was like the funniest thing that he said the entire season was when like, I think it was they they were trying to be really specific about like the the dick wish because oh. they were like no 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 he's a gin he's very crafty you can't just say I want a bigger dick because he might do something weird like give you a whale dick or whatever and then you can't move <laughs> and like he uh, and like it cuts to the gin going like you know what they're doing is very annoying but they're not wrong I will fuck them if I can. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, you know, it's fine. It, it makes sense that you do this. It's good uh, that you do this. And I think it's also funny because the generally don't get anything out of fucking you over. They just they just fuck you over because they, they can't. <laughs> yeah, they just like to fuck with you. <laughs> There's no uh, point at all. Um, so, you know, you, you have a, a whole host of stupid wishes to like everything's just random. Uh, and I also then, love and, the whole thing. Where it's like, well, how many wishes do I have? I can't tell you, but it's definitely more than three. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it lasts, like, a, I want to say a good half of the season. Yeah. Until, like, he finally goes, like, I want to get married. Uh, and then he brings back all his wives from the dead, which include, like, men, too. But everyone was, like, doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, you're still his wife. And he has a fuck ton. And it was so... It was, like, 36 or something wives or something like that. Was it? I thought it was more. Okay, I don't I remember. But it was, it was a good amount. Uh, but for me, personally... It felt really interesting, and also, I think that Fernandor and me, or like Fernandor's portion for me, it was kind of melancholy a little bit, only for the specific fact that I'm Persian. And the reason why, James, you noticed, like, you know, Nandor's a, a Persian vampire, and he lived in Iran, or like ancient Iran, ancient Persia, and the whole thing with like uh, all the wives was all of them are Persian too. So all of a sudden, you have this fat, increase 
and Persian actors and actresses. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then they just start getting eliminated. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. And I, I love, like, Guillermo's question. Was like, wait, what do you do to them when they don't make the cut? And it's just like, I just, they just stop existing. Like, you're killing them? Like, no, they, I just unalive them, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think that's better. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was off by one. He has 30, he had 37, like, okay. men and women that he was married to okay 37 wasn't that the same as the yeah kevin smith's uh <laughs> thing yeah i wonder if they got that from clerks maybe i wouldn't be think? surprised that's such a specific number like how do you of all the numbers you could choose you choose the one from clerks and i'm like okay yeah 30, 37 dicks sucked 37 wives you know and all it's all coming together guys but you know ultimately he chooses marwa and that was interesting because like you know it was she's an actual persian actress i'm like oh shit awesome it was also really clear that he he was just like not that interested in any of them so he was just like well the last one the the last one standing has to be the perfect one because oh yeah it all started because he had this idea that one of his 37 wives he was like truly in love with but he couldn't remember which one so yeah. that's why he went through all the trials and so he landed with marwa at the end and was like well she's gotta be the right one right and the thing he fucked up to which i the whole time i was waiting for him to like undo it was he then wishes for her to like everything he likes yeah and i felt so bad for marwa she was honestly the the saddest she, for the she got fucked season. over a lot yeah uh because also like she um she didn't need to be like the whole thing was he's like i like her and then he's like but i don't want her to disagree with me that much so i'll make her like everything i like which made him not like her anymore yeah it made her boring because she's basically just like yeah whatever you want and it it also kind of killed her as a character too because then she became very just kind of plain yeah she basically didn't have a personality anymore her her entire purpose for being is just whatever nandor wants and you know the gin goes like i'm gonna give you what was it like three more wishes or something something like that and he could have just unwished that or like made a wish of like i wish she was her own person again and um, because i was i i figured because i'm like okay i doubt baby colin robinson will stay baby colin robinson or kid common child colin robinson i also have a bad feeling about marwa's future but i'm also like maybe she could become a regular, but I don't know. I doubt it, but it'd be interesting if she did and all this stuff. And I was like, no, they're not going to do that. They're going to, they're going to destroy her somehow. And the minute they do like the whole, um, what was his name? A Trevor or something. Uh, I got to look that up. Cause yeah, it was basically like the, towards the end of the season, it's confirmed that Guillermo not only has like someone that he's been dating, but that he's gay and that i mean we we pretty much knew he was gay the whole time like it was very like unsubtly hinted at the entire for sure. time but it's just like he finally like was open with it to everyone and he even told nandor and i kind of love nandor's reaction is like oh 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 congratulations <laughs> it was so fucking uh, i'm trying to look for him in the imdb but because he was only in like one episode right He's yeah it was just the last to... episode because they have it by how many episodes everyone was in it was so sad um was it jeremy no wait maybe 
Actually, no, I think it was Jeremy. I think it was Jeremy. I could be wrong. Um, Because it's like a white dude. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, uh, the whole thing was like, you know, Guillermo's boyfriend shows up. Oh, Freddy. Freddy, that's what his name was. Okay. And he's like British. And he met him while he was there with Nadia. And the whole, like, Laz, not uh, Nandor's like, oh, he's actually really fun. Yeah, he, I, like, I falls in love with him, like, immediately. And he doesn't want to screw over Guillermo, so he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll make my own. And he, like, uses it's one so of his bad. last fucking wishes to make Marwa into Freddy. Yeah, like, and an I'm exact just, like, And I get replicate. the comedy. Like, I do. I, I understand get the comedy of it. And it was funny. But also as someone who is Iranian and like, you know, a lot of times we get fucked over a lot. It's like, oh, what are the Iranian characters? What are they usually in? Oh, they're usually a terrorist or something in some fucking cop show or some shit. And they're not only of all the things, because like, if you don't know Iranian history, one of the two countries that ended up, one was America, the other was the UK that ended up fucking Iran to where it is now. And... The whole thing, the the sheer audacity of turning a Persian woman into a male British man. I didn't even think about it on that level. Was but like, yeah, that is kind of like, what the, like, they just super colonized her. And I was like, ah, no. For me, <laughs> I was just fuck? like, wait, so if you completely override her personality and everything, like, she basically just ceased to exist. You just yes. made a different person. Yep. So Marwa, like, she's it's the gone. most tragic person in that entire season because she basically, basically, she basically had her own personality stripped away bit by bit over time until she's just literally a different person entirely. Yeah. And it, it like, these things are still funny, and I see the comedy and humor in it, but it was also just sad. It was yeah. sad, and it also, like I said, from an Iranian standpoint, it was just like, fuck, <laughs> this sucks. Uh, and then the fact that then it proceeds to go even further to, well, Freddy's and Freddy are going to date, so then Guillermo gets yeah, screwed over like, too. The, the, it's like Nandor being like, oh, I see what I've done wrong. I need to let my Freddy go. He could have literally just turned Freddy back into Marwa. Yeah. Made Marwa her own person again. But he's like, nah, this will be fine, right? And then, yeah, so he inadvertently then screws over Guillermo. Yeah, and, and somehow the two Freddies get together and they start dating so that in guillermo uh, he went all the way to england to surprise his freddy and literally sees them in the street together like that was sad yeah it was sad and it was like ultimately like leading into i guess guillermo's whole thing his own personal change but like that was one of the two things for him the other being like his family like his family comes over and he acts like nadia's his wife and then they yeah. find out Nadia's a vampire and they all get their inner Van Helsing. Like, I love that you don't think about it until someone goes, wait, aren't they all descendants of Van Helsing? Yeah. And their they just, like, inner all, hunter activates. They're all like irrationally angry around Nadia. They don't know why. And then they're just like, we got to kill her. Uh, and then she's just freaking out. Uh, that was, dude, that was fucking hilarious. And then he's like, I'm gay. And they're like, oh, we knew that. Yeah. He's like, what? And they're like, yeah, we knew you are gay. We just didn't know you are with, a, like, you're hanging out with vampires. It's kind of crazy. Like, just be careful. Um, so that was honestly really fun, just seeing that whole thing. And especially with his cousin, too, that whole time. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, we know you're gay. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. wait, really? <laughs> oh, God. That was, honestly, that was really heartfelt, that that point, um, where they, they were like, we we'd let, we figured you'd just tell us when you were ready to yeah, tell us. Yeah, that was pretty stuff. cute. Yeah. 
Like I was, also, I was so happy for him to have like someone until the end of the season where she just gets like taken away from him. Yeah, and so you know it ends with him being like everything kind of happened at once where his parents are okay with his family's okay with who he is. Uh, his reason for staying there was no longer with Nandor. It was for baby Colin Robinson, and now that he's regular Colin Robinson again, that was gone. And then losing Freddie was kind of like the third, the the other three thing, the third thing where it was just like and all uh, and it being Nandor's fault. Yeah, it was the I guess nail and coffin pun intended. Yeah. Uh, so now he's just like yo, and this dude still hasn't given me the one thing I wanted, which was the whole point of me serving him, which yeah, was making like me I've been a serving vampire. him for like ten years and he hasn't given me anything. So he goes to his buddy that got turned into a vampire that works at a fucking he at a convenience store because he's like, I need money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, turn me into a vampire. Uh, and it was, I, it's actually the simplest thing you could possibly do when you really think about it. Yeah. Cause this dude doesn't know anything about anything for vampires. Uh, if anything, Gerald knows more about vampires than he does. And he is one. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. So, that does like leave a big like what's gonna happen for season five uh it was already renewed i'm pretty sure too um and they probably won't waste time getting work to work on it if anything as well uh we did forget one subplot though oh there was one i did want to talk the about the laszlo was... uh house flipper thing oh there were two actually yeah dude uh, just the, one was the house yeah the, the just for the house fact flipper. that like the final reveal of like they they somehow get on that show and they're doing the whole like home like remake uh, home model remodeling or whatever yeah and then it all turns out that it's like new york nick or whatever the fuck his name is like uh oh god what what was his name anyway, it was like nick kroll's character like finally yeah. comes back and like the whole thing was another pl- a plot to get that like witch hat back it, it, was, <laughs> it was so, so fucking funny, funny. And uh, I love that he brings everyone was in on it. Everyone was like working on the set was like Count Rapula. Yeah, he's just <laughs> like, Count you remember all my associates. And he names all of them. And like one dude just has like a random name. And then I think there's like a zombie also. Yeah. And it's the funniest shit. And he's like, wait, are you telling me you created this entire show? Yeah, he's like, there's so many seasons of this show. Yes, all for this moment. Just to get this hat. And uh, then there's like, uh, he's like, wait. But we killed a. Uh, who who was it that killed him? Was it Nadia? I think that drank his blood, right? That killed, oh, uh, I don't remember. His partner, because Laszlo knew who he was. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh right, yeah the the twin guy. Oh god, that was so funny. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what about him? Oh no, he was a, he was a regular human, and he wasn't he? He like got glamoured into like just being that they were brothers and everything else and yeah it's he, like they paid for him to go to college to like earn a degree in house remodeling or something like yeah that. and everything like, so he had a full ha- family and everything else yeah and it's just like, it's like yeah he was the only human in the whole crew and you killed, <laughs> and you killed him, him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i just love then he gets that he gets away with the hat right doesn't he he does yeah yeah because i love the fact that this hat goes back and forth and honestly if i uh i don't care if he like doing lasso cosplays is a great thing to do but if you don't have the fucking witch hat on when you do it there's no point just put on the goddamn witch hat that is one of that is the best 
ongoing subplot I love it. it's like in it's this so, franchise it's so obviously actually cursed because shit goes wrong all the Every time fucking time he was supposed to be dead they like got exploded at one point like, and he they just literally like, exploded and laszlo just like refuses to <laughs> admit that it's cursed <laughs> i think he said it a couple times previously but he doesn't care yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's a very it. nice hat <laughs> Yeah, he's like, this is the coolest hat I've ever had. Uh, I think this is, for Laszlo, this is his best um, subplot for his character. The second best being, was it Tony Daytona? Or what was his name? Oh, God, yeah. Um, I think you're right. It was something like Johnny that. Johnny Daytona or something. But yeah, where he like, goes on. Like, bartender that's helping the cheerleading uh, squad or something. Oh, so funny. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Oh, my God. But. The other thing, the random episode where it was uh, Nandor and Laszlo trying to reconnect and they bring like baby Colin Robinson with them and they go with uh, Sean and the whole thing with the fucking Jersey devil and his like balls are out and shit. And oh, God. Uh, yeah, he's I like forgot. trying to, was it, what was he trying to do to Sean? Was he trying to rape him or was he trying to kill him? I don't recall anymore. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember it ends with them like actually killing it and like mounting its head on the wall. Yeah, because they play... um. I forget what the... It's like, whoa! Uh, living on a Prayer. They play Living on a Prayer. And he starts singing, too. And if you listen, the Jersey Devil has, like, a fucking Jersey Shore voice. Like, whoa! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way he talks. He starts singing along because I think because he's from Jersey, he literally can't help but sing. That's and then so they funny. just start biting him and killing him. and they ma- Don't they cut off his head and just mount oh, yeah. him on the wall? Yeah. God, that was so fucking good. Oh my god, that was great. And the best part was... It's um, another one of those moments where it's like, I swear to you, there's no such thing as a Jersey Devil, and they run into it. The fucking Jersey Devil shows up and they kill it. Uh, but Harvey Gillen, uh, who is Guillermo, I met him at Dragon Con. Uh, and this was in the middle of the show, uh, this season coming out. So I think... I want to say the Jersey Devil episode had just come out. So I was like so hyped up when I saw him. And I'm like, dude, that Jersey Devil episode was great. And I'm glad you got to come out to your family and stuff. But then they killed the Jersey Devil and his balls were out. Yeah. And I was just talking to him and it was great, dude. I actually, I don't know if I told you guys, like when I saw him, I was dressed up as the Hamburglar. So when I went over to him, uh, he's like, you know, I had a burger here just a second ago and i don't know what happened to it and i (laughs) also had a mask on too like a a face mask on too and i'm like you know i don't know man these things they just happen you know and we go through the whole conversation i'm like oh cool so can i get a picture with you and he's like sure and i'll have the picture up on our uh instagram soon i've been i've been meaning to post like three different sets of photos on the podcast instagram for dragon con as well as my own personal account but i just haven't done it yet um when I take off my mask, he just goes, oh, my God, it's the Hamburglar. Just like, <laughs> just like, oh, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. Honestly, I had the best conversations with people when I was at Dragon Con, like him, David Ramsey, who played uh, Diggle in Arrow, uh, and like uh, Mr. Gordon himself from Gotham. Like, I talked to all these people asking specific questions like, I need to know about this thing. Uh, it was great. Anyway, uh, what we do in the shadows season four, I think it was a really great season. I don't know if it was my favorite season, but it was really yeah. fucking good. It had, I think the house flip episode and the Jersey devil episode were probably the, my favorite ones of the season by far, uh, <laughs> stupid fucking house. Flip. I can't believe they did that. And then, um, 
otherwise it was also the saddest season too for multiple yeah. different reasons so it was very fucked up in certain ways also i still thought it was funny but i was also like god damn it and you know nothing against them or anything i'm just like fuck and it won't happen again obviously because i don't think a bunch of persian people are going to show up again and then disappear so. no, that's, well that was like a very specific reason for why they had to have that many people of that specific like ethnicity i guess yeah like pretty much yeah uh, but I think that's it for what we do in the shadows. Moving on to Primal uh, Season 2. Uh, this was a fantastic season. Holy shit. Dude, was it every good. episode. Even the, the weird filler episode where they were like, here's like 18th century England. Like, yeah. Talking about how the primal nature is still there, just hidden. And it's, yeah. And it just takes a fucking dude who escaped an asylum to get there and start killing everyone. And dude, then the I love last the cr- men there just like yeah. go uh, into fucking primal mode. He literally like picks up a spear and basically becomes like British spear. Yeah. And I just love like his colleague at the end after he's like won the fight. He's like, there, you see? <laughs> like, yeah, he, you did he turn primal. He did. He did. Forgot he did. That was ridiculous. Uh, I, it was such a weird episode because that was like the fifth episode. I want to say. Yeah, and it, it was, was like in the, the middle of stuff, point. and I was just like, "This is a weird side thing." Like, I wonder where this is going, and it's literally just like everyone is primal. <laughs> yeah, everyone's, everyone's a little primal every now and again. Uh, so I guess the main thing that this show, one of the things this show is so amazing for, is it does something that most other animated shows don't do anymore. It's 2D traditional. And most other shows don't do that anymore. They're a lot more cheap. Uh, I think that's the word for it, honestly. Uh, Whatever saves them a buck. uh, You know, it's not the people that work on it's fault, really. It's the people that own everything that want to bypass everything, both by speed of time, but also by saving money and everything else. And a lot of the times they don't care if that dips on quality, uh, and which it does like like i get there being a budget for a project yeah but sometimes that can kind of be limiting yeah especially very much so especially like looking at primal and then looking at everything else and going like primal is legitimately superior to most other animated shows out there at this point what surprises me about primal even like from season one and going on through season two is like it gets so much across to you with so little because yeah they don't even need dialogue even even this season where like there are people speaking they're all speaking like old ancient like languages are just like i don't know if they literally just made shit up but like basically you're not supposed to know what they're saying because spear wouldn't know what they're saying yeah so i mean the whole thing is this isn't anything also that's new because Mm -hmm. kenny taranovsky uh has done this before he did this in the star wars micro series where there is very little dialogue in it Mm. Uh, majority of it is very much just action and movement and it's like actions speak louder than words is literally the definition of genji's genji's like storytelling style i mean samurai jack yeah exactly i think the one that's probably his most talkative is what like powerpuff girls most likely. Oh, yeah, that is his too. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has a very interesting array of stuff where he goes violent, nice, violent, nice. And the other one I haven't, I haven't watched yet, I think it's called Symbiotic Titan, 
is mm. one I've always wanted to watch. But I think that's supposed to be really... That was the one that was killed by George Lucas's Clone Wars uh, CGI fucking show where he's like, I, I can't have these two things on Friday night. I kill this one. Cartoon Network was like, fuck, George Lucas told us to do it. We have to. Um, it's also just impressive how like savage the animation insanely in savage in it just gets fucking brutal it is his most brutal project he's ever done and it is it is amazing how they pulled off and like, i looked up the studio because i'm like i know it's for sure western animation and i'm just like this is probably one of the best western anima- animation studios if they're able to do this and none of, the, none of the others even come close to this really and it's um studio la cachette which is a french studio Hmm. which actually makes sense um i had a friend who is a i guess a sequential major when i was in savannah college of art design and of all my friends that could draw she was the best one hands down she was uh the best artist of our friends everyone knew it like it was just a known thing and after she was done she went to France to another school, I think, for animation and just started working there. And I always see her release like a fun little shorter project. I don't know what she if she's working on something big now or not. I have to actually check in with her. I haven't talked to her in a bit, but uh, her stuff has always been insane. And I'm like, of course, now it makes sense now looking at like, oh, the studio behind Primal is French. And she's like going to the best French animation school and everything else. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy how good they are doing over there um so i i really appreciated that um just in its style and the fact that like it really is like insane how you look at everything now and it's all pretty much like 3d or cgi or something and just seeing this instead and i'm like oh my god this is fucking great how beautiful it looks and it just looks so I think it's just because it reminds me of everything we used to watch when we were younger. Yeah. And the quality of that compared to like everything now. I'm like, I'm like, yo, Raya and the last dragon. That's, that's good. And Kanto, you know, they're, they're good looking and stuff, but primal fucking not even because of the blood or anything else, but it just looks 20 times better. That is just like, I get so emotionally invested in what's going on. Like even from the first episode of this season where like, spear and fang make their way well i guess second episodes like spear and fang make their way across the ocean and they like barely make it on like a raft they get fucked up in the first episode dude just like the the first episode of them just like trying to survive the the crossing and just like running out of food running out of water and just having to like forage for that and stuff like that like with just you're out in the ocean like what are you gonna do it just like hope that a giant fish shows up and so spear can kill it yeah and then like um just like in the second episode i guess it was where they are both shipwrecked and like they wake up apart from each other and somehow spear gets picked up by local people that are like celtic celtic uh, style and apparently the people that basically like took wait no it was uh different people that took um Mira. Um, Mira gets taken by those like Viking ish yeah. people. But then, like, uh, Fang, she finds another one of her kind. And they're pa- both palling around with like their respective like kind for a little bit. And then. It, Even though Spear is like a Neanderthal and they're like Homo sapiens yeah, and, at this point. And just like the turn where what like the morning after Fang, I guess, gets drunk and sleeps with the other one. Like, 
he gets like the other one gets up and just like starts wrecking the village or like literally brings fang to go wreck the village want want to check out this place for food and it's like oh sure and and she just start it just starts eating people and she's just like whoa what the fuck i wasn't expecting that but okay i i'm i'm into this guy i'm i'll i'll protect him from these people throwing spears at him now and then spear shows up and he sees fang and he's just like oh shit i can't let this other one kill these people that have been so nice to me that i've been growing to like and it's just like so fang is trying to stop the other one from like eating spear and spear is trying to stop the other one from eating all the other people and it's just like i don't want anyone to get hurt here <laughs> and it, just, it ends so tragically where basically fang is like just tries to push the other one away from the spear and just try to stop the fight and she actually accidentally like shoves him off a cliff and he gets like impaled yeah and just like the heartbreak on fang is so sad and and spear is just like well i can't stay with these people anymore either i, I guess i'll just and leave. they were so kind to him too they were yeah. really nice like my god like there's like i was like the entire time i was like clutching my chest like i can't i don't know what's gonna happen because this terrible shit happens all the time in this show and like i was not expecting like at least for the moment spear and fang were both fine but clearly like that was just like a bad experience yeah and then you have like the the positive moments like i'm getting a little ahead but like later on when fang like becomes aware that she's like about to have like lay eggs yeah and then like the the realization that fang or that spear makes of like understanding what she's doing and that she's building a nest and he's just so happy for her that he goes and hugs her like so it's so crazy to me that there could be such like tense scary moments where you're just like i'm so afraid that one of my like these two characters that i love are gonna get hurt and then like moments like that where you're just like they're just happy for each other and then, like, it gets so tragic by the end of the season. Yeah, it's insane how well they're able to do that with no words done. Mm-hmm. And I think it also is even better, too, for the fact that, like, there's language barriers. There's so many different language barriers. Mira has a language barrier between her and Spear. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, dinosaurs and people can't really communicate either. Uh, the Celtics can't talk to Spear, and the Vikings can't talk to Spear. No one can talk to each other, really. Uh, the fucking Egyptians can't talk to Spear. And you could, but everyone kind of knows. They show, they do. And from there, everyone understands what they're trying to like show there, more or less. And uh, the whole thing with like, I guess like going through the slavers and stuff, that was a little sad too. Like, because even though they're fucking slavers, you're just like, ah, fucking, Dude, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's also the... a Viking thing. Vikings are pieces, like, you know, Vikings are cool. They were also piece of shits that also like did all this shit too at the same time. Like they weren't really like the best of people. Well, yeah, just like the whole arc of like the chieftain of the slavers coming back with his son and like everyone he knows is dead. And yeah. he's just like, well, okay, my entire reason for existence now is revenge. And his his uh, quest his for revenge gets his own son killed gets him killed yeah, who survived everything yeah yeah and then dude and then like he meets Surtur, and he's just like okay i'll make you a fire demon until you exact your revenge like, any uh the beginning of it he it has the same 
animation almost as um aku's daughter when she gets turned into like a second aku yeah in the final season of samurai jack it was oh. like the same style almost uh did you watch that i, I didn't get that you... far oh shit well that yeah. it's okay uh, honestly uh, yeah, if, yeah, if you watch the eventually. final season of samurai jack just watch the first three episodes and you can stop oh yeah okay it, yeah those three episodes are like all legitimate masterpiece episodes and then after that it gets really fucking weird and you're like well, i like the show anymore it's kind of bad mm. Yeah, it, it does it. It's it's not that good. It, I mean, it's not good, honestly. Sorry, but it it wasn't. Uh, the uh, the Vikings were interesting, and then because I think what got weird for me was the fact that we're so used to all this ancient shit. Like in the previous season, yeah. there was like monkey kingdom and stuff, yeah. like legit kingdom of monkeys and like a giant ape and shit, and. We're, we're seeing all these different dinosaurs, creatures, and kind of more or less uh, more savage people if we do see people. Mm-hmm. And this season, we're getting an advancement. Maybe it's just because he leaves that land that it's like, oh, yeah, you're on a less developed land. And then you get to the other area and it's like, oh, everyone here is homo sapien sapien. And you've gotten to the point where everyone is pretty much the proto versions of those ancient bc civilizations but they're not even there yet still but you yeah. see all the starts you it's have... basically like it, the level of development from like the northmen where like they have small villages and shit but that's about it yeah you have um i mean we see the celtics first then we see the uh the vikings and then we get to the egyptians who that was like, where the season you. got really interesting yeah because it like, changed everything for three episodes i want to say yeah i think so like dude like the just first off the interesting idea of see, almost like a floating nation or like not entirely to that point but like it was just like this massive city ship that yeah. is just it's like a colossus I yeah think it was like Col- colossus or i, forget I think they literally the just titles. called it a colossus yeah and just it's so interesting seeing like the giant dude that just beats yeah. the shit out of spear in like the i was so shocked when uh fang tried to like fight with her like eggs in her mouth and because that was like the best way she had to hold her eggs like safe close to her and then the giant dude just like punches her in the side of the face and her eggs go flying out of her mouth and like two land back in her nest and the third one smashes against the ship and i i literally gasped because i was just yeah because like, the fetus pops out and i, I it was so like, like visceral and just like the look on spear's face like he gasps and just like fang loses her shit yeah because the whole thing is we've already been through this in the very first episode i mm-hmm. think uh where they both Fang's... lost their children their yeah. entire families and it's like it was two or three in the first one and this one is it again and it's just like damn it's it, it made you think at first like are we gonna lose all three again is i was this what's gonna i was happen? so scared the entire yeah. season that she was gonna lose her children again you're insanely you're incredibly invested in t-rex eggs and you're like i did not ever think i'll be so invested in t-rex eggs but yeah. here i am and this so, is more intense than the fucking Velociraptor eggs in Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> and so, like, the the Egyptian queen lady, she, like, sees that she could use these as, like, bargaining chips. And she takes the other two eggs and basically uses them as the hostages to force Spear and Fang to fight for her. And then I love that sequence where the, she's just, like, forcing her slave soldiers to fight 
different civilizations over and over again and they use the exact same animation just like different like people I they're think fighting they ran out of time i feel like it was supposed to be different but maybe they did it on purpose I'm not i feel sure. like they did it on purpose because the, okay. the whole point was just to show that they were on this like endless cycle of like the same violence over and over again and just like because they kept going back to that like pool to yeah like recover in between and it just kept getting more and more like filled with blood their own blood yeah. I, f- I felt like shit because the first set was uh assyrians yeah and i was just like no this <laughs> is the middle eastern ones don't do it and then uh, like the look on and i i wish i remembered the character's name but like the giant dude that did like, he have a name i think he did i just don't remember because they again they, they rarely say names or anything yeah that's that's why it's like spear and fang like there's no yeah. like and then Mira, because she actually, yeah, says, she actually her name. says her name. And like, Let me see if I can find it. You find out that he's from like a peaceful tribe of, of like pacifists. And he just literally, he, or in like all his people are like super tall too. Like, and you find out that his people are the ones that are, are like basically manipulating the giant oars for the, the Colossus ship because they're like the only ones big enough to, to control them. Mm-hmm. And just like the flashback of him going violent for the first time to protect his daughter and the queen seeing like, I could use that. And then like going back to like, they find a peaceful civilization where they literally like, they, they land on the, uh, the beach. And unlike all the other previous civilizations, there was no one there to like meet them to, to defend, to like stop the attack. They just literally were like, oh new people would you like some of our fruit and like would you like some of like what could we do for you and the queen literally just like does a gesture of like kill them and it's just like it's so sad and tragic to see this like guy who like you know he doesn't want to be a violent person and he's literally only doing it because the queen is using his daughter as like a hostage yeah and he just goes through this town of people just destroying them them. yeah and you see when he gets back that he's like shaken because he's just like oh my god i'm a monster he even like brings the fruit back like all the stuff they're offering like please can we just take this instead yeah he's like the fuck no and like picks up his daughter and shit yeah yeah um i think because all right i looked it up his his name was come out either kamau or kamayu Mm. and her the queen's name was uh ima mm. yeah which ima yeah. was i dude ima was badass though as fuck i was like oh shit because you just think oh is she a fancy queen it's like no she'll kill you she'll yeah. fucking kill you dude one of my <laughs> like, favorite she's really strong one of my favorite moments uh oh yeah that was the thing like she fought toe-to-toe with spear that was nuts yeah more or less beating him and because um, the one that beats her up was Kamu. like one of my favorite moments of the season though was like so they had been keeping spear and fang and i guess kamayu like in cells below deck for the entire time and spear he like finally decides like okay we can't keep doing this i'm gonna break us out and he tries and like kamayu is basically just like broken at this point he's like i'm I'm not going anywhere and spear and fang is like I'm not going anywhere because I I guess she's just like don't want to risk my kids in and at that point they're not hatched yet. Yeah. And while Spear is out and like shit goes haywire, her head her eggs hatch, 
and she hears her kids cry for the first time and she gets up and she smashes through the fucking bars like they're nothing and just like runs up uh deck i was just like that's fucking insane she could have left at any time and she just like needed the motivation dude it's it's mothers for sure you can't you can't beat a mother that's the whole thing it's crazy or or a single dad (laughs) Yeah. You can't beat a single dad. Also, her um, kids were so cute. Like they're like, like the mid, the matched like blue and red colors. And they but, start like, they're just people opposite. Yeah, there's like one dude that falls, and they're just like cool, and then you start yeah. fucking like demolishing him. Like oh my god, uh, the whole thing with also come out use people being used as like the oarsmen that yeah. entire time when you see them. And he like, leads an uprising. So yeah, cool. it's like what would you say they're Samoan? I couldn't tell what they, they were supposed to be. Because they were huge. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing, like, all right, we had Assyrians. We see some form of uh, Pacific Islander because, like, there's, like, Islander people. I think that's the one that, like, the queen kicks off when she's doing the dance. And you find we eventually see Mira's people. And I she's from some part of Africa, I guess. Yeah. That's why I felt like they were, like, th- that's because at first I was like, is Kamu African? But they're, like, so massive. I was like, I think they're, like, Pacific Islanders. And that Maybe. she is from Africa because they don't even get off because, you know, they're on this. They get off at her continent and they don't he, they don't go with them. They go separately. Yeah. And moving. Yeah. So that's why I have a feeling that they're from a different portion of the world. Uh, but, yeah, we see everything else from fucking samurai uh, and some other civilizations, too. But it was crazy. Uh, I and think that Queen that... God was coming to her, too. Huh? <laughs> the, the Queen God was coming to her, too. And like. Oh, she got fired. She, she just tried to fight destroyed. Kamui or whatever his name is. And he's Kamui. just like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> picks her up and throws her over the deck. Yeah, you're just like, oh, shit. That's hardcore, man. God damn. Yep. Uh, yeah. Just she, like, lands behind uh, Spear and Fang. She's, like, crushed. And they're like, and they're like oh, all right. Huh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> That's fine. Time to get the uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, like, you know, it ends with um, Spear dying. And yeah, I did not expect that because like the entire time, like for like half the season, the uh, the Viking leader, like he, I guess, made some sort of pact with Surtur yeah. and came back as a literal like fire, fire demon, demon. Yeah. who's just walking across the ocean to get back to Spear. And I'm like, Jesus, like, how's he going to fight? Like he can fight big ass dinosaurs and stuff, but like, how's he going to fight like revenge demon? yeah and that did not disappoint and like the whole thing of like he's coming eventually like and he stops him to the point where like you know he doesn't kill him but he's like returned to hell where it's like you tried too late sorry fuck you. yeah that was really interesting i think it, it was like surter was like okay he's you killed him he's basically he will die so i'm taking you back and oh that makes more sense uh okay and uh, cause, especially because like once he's once fang i mean not fang, once spear is literally engulfed in flame you're like oh he's dead like you know he's not yeah, gonna that make was it. like what's going on here because he basically looked like he turned into a fire demon too but he was basically just covered in flames in rage mode and he literally was just like i don't care what happens to me i'm going to make sure that fang and her children and mira and spear, are safe yeah yeah and he he did uh, he died and it's though. like yeah he's pretty much dying i didn't because i knew like you know him and mira you you feel like they have a thing but also they also feel just like friendly too yeah. until she's just like i'm gonna make sure your legacy continues and then just you know straight up mounts him and yeah i was like, like as he's dying i was not like, expecting to see this in a cartoon but okay 
And I'm like, I mean, it's Adult Swim. That's fair, yeah, yeah. It's fucking, this is the same area that has Venture Brothers. So. Yeah, this ain't Fox Brock Kids. Sampson literally fucks shit left and right, so. Yeah. Um, But I, it was interesting to it's then It's just get... the last shot of, like, yeah, the adult uh, Fang children. And Fang is still there. And, like, uh, Spear's daughter with, like, the awesome, like, black hair and, like, the spear, like, riding one of the, the kids. I was like, da fucking Yeah, I awesome, love that all, all three Rexes are there, and I think she was riding the one that had the horn. Yeah. Too. I think so. So that was really cool. And you feel like you're literally, like, so season three, right? They haven't said no. They didn't yeah. say this is the end of the show, and I'm just I like. I hope not. I would, because the whole thing, I guess the big question, are, would you want to see a season three where it's just about their daughter? Oh, yeah. And potentially one to three Rexes and also Mira. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Like, as much as I liked Spear, like, at least he had a really cool send off. And I would love to see what his daughter can do with, like, two more dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, she she literally has her own. Yeah, she has two Rexes. Um, and one is a fucking horn. So I think that could be really fun. Especially because she then has a better advantage than he does just for the sheer fact that she can get past more language barriers because she can at least speak the same language as at least those african people but uh because she's homo she's half homo it's not even like oh are you are you like half half white half black or like you know quarter mexican whatever and it's like no i'm like a homo sapien sapien and also like a a half neanderthal you know and it's just like why oh it's not even the same species. I think the other thing that is just like, I have been so consistently impressed with Gendy Tartakovsky's uh, like primal so I far. Gonna, I feel like I get his name wrong. I'm it's it's a weird name. I shouldn't say it's weird. It's just not a familiar name. So yeah, I don't Tartico- know. Tartakovsky. Okay. Gendy Because it's a T-A-R-T-A-K-O-V-S-K-Y. Yeah, like I'm just... I have been so impressed by both these seasons that even with spear gone i just i want to see more yeah i'm good for the show to keep going absolutely like i trust gendy to give me at least something interesting to watch for sure yeah so i definitely want more of this uh great show uh it took a long time for this to come compared to like you know this takes a lot of time i get it and i'm sure the animation studio may not be the biggest so take all the time you need for a third season uh I'm, I'll be happy when you eventually come out with it because I would be very happy with it either way. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, and then finally, let's see. Actually, let me double check time. Uh, we're about to hit an hour and a half. What was the last one we were th- talking about? Love, Death, and Robots, which is like each one's its own separate thing. Practically. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, you want to just do it? Want to just get it out of the way? Because yeah, there's sure. already so much to shit to do anyway. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Cool. All right. Because I was, I was thinking, I'm like, I mean, if we don't, we're just pretty much we're going to be here forever in terms of backlog shit. Uh, okay. So season three of Love, Death, and Robots had how many things? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine different things. Uh, the first being, you know, for those that don't know, this is a anthology series that's kind of done in the format of heavy metal which is kind of cool um the first one was a i think 
resurfacing of the original. Yeah, three robots one, exit strategies, yeah. and it's basically like them touring around, kind of people talking, that, yeah, yeah, kind of talking about like how different people tried to outlive the end of the earth, and it didn't work out for anyone. Nope. Uh, I don't know. This was probably one of the least interesting ones, just because of honestly, this is a really good volume uh, compared yeah. to the other two. I think because the other ones always have ones where I'm like. I don't care about like half of these and this one had majority i'm like oh these are actually really fucking interesting okay yeah um like the first one like i like those characters that they brought back but it's definitely yeah compared to everything else this season it's fun little nice humor yeah mm-hmm. yeah the next one though bad traveling so this is the one this might be one probably... of the most interesting yeah just because uh, of like the idea of a weird eldritch crab thing using this is a... david fincher's also using a corpse to speak is so freaking creepy to me yeah i mean the the sheer fact that the man who did like fight club seven uh, and so many other movies was like yeah i can do one of these and then just made it about a crab getting on a boat and it was interesting just for the the fact that like you don't really know where this is going with the crew like who's aligned with what and everything else yeah and uh just the idea the whole time that the crab like the captain was actually just trying to like stall for time to get the crab somewhere like uninhabited like the the moment where they do like a a vote to see like who's willing to like drop off this uh crab on the side like the populated island and he just kills the two dudes who are like yeah let's just get it over with real quick and he uses them to feed them to the crab to get more time when it turns out all of them had voted to didn't all of them vote to just throw it into the city and get the fuck out uh, uh i can't remember actually i just remember like the captain ended up like eventually being like we can't do this i think am i wrong i think so i could be wrong it's been a bit because that was like the earliest one i saw practically yeah but more or less like the crew gets killed off like piece by piece yeah and you know until like the last few try to do mutiny and he takes them all out more or less and sorry i keep saying that uh it's crazy because you don't know if that captain is good or bad because he's the acting captain like they voted on him being captain yeah and he's just like yeah i it's my survival but it's also the survival of everyone else like at the same time because he knows if he dies they'll just like let it go wherever and it it's insane because this crab you'd think oh it's just a crab it's just harming the ship and it turns out no it has all these fucking baby crabs which which could literally wipe out yeah the population of people but he's able to not only like strand it on this island but uh i think he ends up blowing the ship killing it yeah he destroys the ship yeah they all die on the ship which was really cool but it was also crazy how the crab could like take a corpse and make it talk. Yeah, that was super creepy. And so it could communicate with everyone else. But the animation itself was cool. It wasn't like state of the art, but it was like, you know, it was in no, normal animation. No, but definitely like the, the lighting and the shading and, and like the, just, I imagine the lighting was ray traced because it, it was so realistic. It was insane. Oh yeah, very much so. But uh, definitely really cool just for the sheer fact of interesting like, oh, hey, a crab gone on your ship, but it's also a fucking like infestation crab yeah, that could destroy everything in the world. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking insane. Uh, and then we had the very, uh, very pulse of the machine where these two astronauts are 
uh, get into an accident, one dies, and the other... Yeah, uh, this one is interesting, because finds... you said that this is one of the ones you didn't enjoy, and I thought it was one of the ones that I enjoyed the most. Just because, like, I... the, the idea of a living planet trying to communicate to someone through radio signals, through, like, their corpse of, like, a partner or whatever. I think it wasn't because... It wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just, like I said, it's like the same thing with the robots where there was others that I found a lot more interesting or entertaining mm, that's than fair. this one. So it was on the lower end. But overall, this is probably the best like ensemble of an anthology compared to the yeah. last two volumes. There's also a lot of trippy um, imagery in this episode specifically. Oh yeah, the animation gets very like psychedelic uh, just because of like all the different stuff that the planet or the being of the planet is telling her and using her dead friend to communicate it all, which is like super yeah. weird. And then she becomes one with it, which is a very also melancholy feeling too, where you're just yeah. like, damn, it's like that or die. That kind of sucks. Good luck. Sorry. Um, yeah. And just but... like for most of the episode being unclear if she's just hallucinating or if this is like really happening. Yeah. And it's cool. like a, she literally does the leap of faith. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, also see. very interesting. Uh, cell shaded. Like, this one was much more cel-shaded to look more cartoony than the previous one. Yeah. Um, then there was Night of the Many Dead, which was just fun. And yeah, it just shows was, like, like really short. It's only, like, seven minutes. But it was, it was also, a zombie apocalypse. But, like, miniature. And it was... Yeah. But you still see funny things from it's afar. Yeah. It's so, so, like, you don't get to see things, like, like, on the ground level. But it's just, like, it was so funny to, yeah, just see, like, a world falling apart. But, like, from a distance... <laughs> And you see, like, the post-apocalypse, like, soldiers, too, fighting them. Like, the, the cool cars racing through, like, yeah. destroying everything. And then, like, the nukes launching, trying to take everything out. And it was just, like, oh, it doesn't seem to be working. But it was just, honestly, it was just hilarious to hear it occur yeah. more than anything. Uh, dude, and Kill then, Team Kill was so funny. Just, I love the animation of it, where it's just, like, super, like, bro force. Oh, that was insane, yeah. And it wasn't it a bear? It was like a super cyber, like, ba- a cyber bear? Yeah, just like the villain or the thing in that that was like killing all the soldiers. Yeah, it ended up just being like a cybernetic bear. It was just like a killing machine just made by the U.S. military. And, and then just like, as the, each soldier gets picked off one by one, he's just like, ah, shit. Like they just fucking get got horribly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy. But because um, doesn't. One of them survived, right? Yeah, one, one of them, them survives. I don't remember which one. I think it was the leader. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that bear fucking kept going. Like, it was insane. Especially because you think you, they get away and it's like, no, you're just in its other area now because now it's down here too. And you're like, yeah. Oh, fuck. But like it was... when they do the recall uh, yeah. command and they're like, wait, are you sure it can only come from this direction? And it just like busts through the wall behind them and kills like a couple of them. Yeah, and it's like, never mind. Uh, it, this had the same energy as, I think it was last volume, where it was the Vampire Hunter one. Yeah. It, they mm-hmm. were, like, in the crypt type thing. It was, like, the same exact style, Very which actually, I think animation. that one is actually the same animation team that did Primal uh, for that Vampire mm, one. Okay. Because I, I was looking at the things they've done, and they were that was, like, their... I could see that for sure. ...in Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, this one was... Uh, is this the one I'm thinking of? Swarm? Uh, this one is fucking crazy, so... Or it was interesting, more or less, because, you know, they're, they're, this dude comes and shows up at this colony that 
this other woman's been there the entire time and i feel so bad because she gets got like by the the queen but like it, it's interesting where she's like you know we oh, can harmonize the with them i i was i was thinking yeah, it was, it was the, the vaulted one uh no no it was the um yeah no was, that was, this one was super interesting just like the yeah like the, the the two scientists are there one has been there forever and she knows how to like inhabit the place and like she's like yeah you know we let them do their thing they seem like they're not conscious of like certain things that we are it's just there's this giant like colony swarm of like a bunch of different types of alien insects living in this like yeah like nest in the and she doesn't want to um she doesn't want to uh what's it called um to use something yeah she uh, she just wants to like study them and the other guy's like no but we can like control them and use them for like labor and stuff like that they won't care because they're like whatever yeah they're mindless i don't like this and then you know she finally agrees with it and they'd also been there for so long that they kind of like like each other and stuff but then i also love the hint of like they um there are species like subspecies that clearly didn't evolve here but just became part of the collective over time somehow and that like becomes answered later (laughs) Oh, they because they get uh, indoctrinated. Yeah, because like the they basically the guy starts experimenting on whether or not he can control, but like the bugs with like certain pheromones and stuff. And after some success, like the colony gets smart and figures out like he's doing something, and it literally somehow, like when they get uh, taken to the the like the brain bug or whatever. Well, it's also the the soldiers go after him after a while, yeah. and it's interesting too because he has some that are on his side. Mm-hmm. But they're not like aggressor ones, so they get taken out very like easily. Yeah, and so like just the the whole ex- explanation of the brain bug saying like I exist as like a le- an evolutionary offshoot because the colony sensed danger and needed a smarter solution, and so I was like created as a failsafe. Like, and, and she's communicating through, um, yeah, it, the like, scientist. Yeah, it basically like was manipulating her brain. In a, yeah. in a way and it was like super creepy and just like the thing saying like you can leave or i will keep you and her and basically create like another slave species just like the other ones that you noticed and you'll eventually just forget who you used to be and i was just like shit that's fucking terrifying yeah <laughs> like the idea that like that's how like those other species like might have gotten there is that like they also tried to study the swarm and then, like, just the swarm beat them because it's literally been around for millions and millions of years, and it will continue to be like around long after them. Because just yeah, and it just it's kind of like the Borg from Star Trek. Yeah, you know? but like organic, and just the yeah. idea that it could enslave the human race and and add it to its collective is yeah creepy. Very much so. Wasn't it the, the choice though? Was like he had to mate and then leave or something wasn't that the I thing because it would give that, them or if, a new power i think it basically just said like i will just like use your offspring like whether you like it or not essentially yeah so yeah i think it was like i could force you to do it as like meat puppets <laughs> or uh I could, or you could just do it willingly i think that was and he's it. just like i guess i'll do it willingly yeah. pretty much yeah and then it just ends and you're just like oh okay that's horrifying yeah um then we had uh mason's rats which is actually a fun one it was just like so funny the fucking scottish dude and he's like oh i got rats can you take care of this he just called some company like an extermination company and he's like hey can you help me out 
<laughs> it just gets like progressively like more and more insane with the robot and the robot keeps growing and it's like not like a super robot it's like a weird like what's well, like half like it started off with like regular ass rat traps yeah and then it's like they kept get like defeating the traps and then like okay we'll put up turrets and yeah. then they beat the turrets like okay we'll put up laser turrets and then like that didn't work up uh, work out and it's like okay we're just gonna give you like a hunter killer droid and i love that when he looks in there it's a fucking war zone where all yeah. these scottish rats are fighting and they keep you know they keep coming back and you're just like oh my god why do these rats keep coming back but they have like a full-on like war until like i guess he feels bad because it's like these little scottish rats that are all dressed up and stuff it's like and the carnage that his robot is like doing it's, it's, it's literally war zone like you see one rat's trying to drag an injured rat away and they both just get shot yeah. too it's like it's not just killing them it's like gruesomely killing all the rats to the point where even he's just like jesus christ yes yeah, because he keeps opening the door and seeing like the the evolution and he's just like huh and it's funny because i keep thinking like the rats are gonna kill him at some point but it's just not he's just literally a, yeah, he ends up he's a viewer like the last few by killing his droid because he's like okay this is this has gone on long enough and, and then they just the rats, hang out and yeah and they the just drink just at like, the end you're cool now yeah and they just hang out and i'm just like oh this is the only one with it I mean, because when you think about it, majority of Love, Death, and Robots stories end depressingly or Doesn't fucked it end up. Doesn't being or... like they know how to brew like really awesome beer, and he's just like, oh, "Yes, shit, this is actually really good." So yeah, pretty much like it, it, they he read it too easy. Yeah, <laughs> compliments uh. to the chef. Uh, this is probably the happiest ending in this volume. I want to say honestly, yeah. uh, compared to everything else, because uh, the next one is fucking like what the fuck, man. Uh, the next one was uh in vaulted halls entombed which is like a yeah uh, special forces group that tries to save a hostage from like i guess like um insurgents and they go into a cave that turns out to be like a fucking it's like the tomb to cthulhu it's so interesting and weird yeah and there's all these creatures in there that are like insta killing everyone and to the point where either you're getting killed insanely fast or you get um the their squad leader gets uh what would you call it like taken over pretty much yeah like he's not even in his mind anymore to the point where his compelled to go yeah unleash the thing that's like calling to him basically Uh, and to the point where like his uh one of his uh soldiers she has to kill him because he's not even it's not even him at that point like i mean i think she could potentially get him back but she couldn't afford to and then it starts turning on her and he's just like fine i'll use you yeah and then she's like no and then like takes out her eyes so he can't which was so fucking horrifying too and yeah. i was just like god damn but that one is really honestly it was one of those ones where i wanted more from it just because it reminded me of that russian one where they fight the demons yeah i was just so intrigued that i was like i, I want to know more about this place like what the hell yeah uh, i i do wish like it didn't have to end so fucked up because it is a thing where when you see soldiers like that you yeah. always want like a cool like thing but it's like no the squad just gets fucked up and then they all die and then the last one survives but she's pretty much dead more or less because she's like talking crazy and has no more eyes and is just destroyed pretty much yeah. she's not even herself anymore um god that was insane and then the final one which i think was one of the best ones just sheerly for the sound design was uh it's very uh, and Jabaro was insane because they're mixing music 
with sound effects, with dancing, in action and violence. And it's because it's just the story is very simple. It's a siren, but it's a Basically, siren yeah. coated in gold and jewels and like all these knights, you know, it's these, it's some religion that seems made up, but it's more or less like Christian conquistador looking guys. And they hear the siren call. They all start running over to her, but because she's like, she, the way she's doing it is she's dancing and doing her call. And because of that, they in they do like a form of dance running towards her. Yeah, and that, it's, it's so interesting how they did that. It felt so strange, but so amazing, and it it was one of it's the best like sounding. She, it literally was like somehow a combination of them being pulled towards her. Yeah, but it's them making the motions. Yes. And they're dancing towards her. Some are... They're killing each other on the way there. And that too, yeah. Uh, like it and then like also, she was driving them insane. Yeah. So they're killing each other. Uh, they're drowning because of the armor. Uh, they're all pretty much dying. And then there's one dude even the who's... Horses. Oh. Yeah, even... No, the horses were just being forced to go. They didn't oh. really care. Yeah. Uh, the, the one guy that wasn't doing that was deaf. So he's just kind of like, yeah. he sees like a piece of gold in there and he's like, oh, I found some gold. What the fuck is everyone doing? Yeah. Even like, like tries the, to pull the, one dude. Yeah, but it didn't look work. on the uh, the siren when she's like, sees the one last guy left. She just tries screaming like as loud as she can. And she's just she like, even checks her throat. Like, is there something wrong with my voice? Yeah, like, I don't like, get it. I don't understand. This guy's not killing himself. What, what's going on? And it's also like her na- like this is her nature. The siren's mm-hmm. nature is just to do this stuff, and it just happens. And it's interesting because it's kind of a tragic. I mean, it is a tragedy because like the whole thing with her. I guess she kind of very quickly falls in love with him because he's not killing I think himself. She became over her. obsessed with him because she he yeah. was like literally the one that got away. And she keeps coming near him and stuff, uh, sleeping next to him. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I'm afraid of you. He tries to get the away at first. The way she moved throughout the entire episode was so interesting. Yeah. And to the point where, you know, she tries to kiss him. And her... What was it? Like, her lips were, like, coated with razors or something? I think her, like, whole body was, like... Her scales were literally gold. So she's, like, very sharp, I guess. And, yeah, so, like, even trying to kiss him, like, his lips were bleeding. Like, he got cut up, and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ. So it freaked him out. But then he's also still technically a conquistor, even if he's deaf. It's like, hey, what are they known for? Oh, intense greed. Yeah. So like, he starts, oh, like, gold? stripping her. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So he starts stripping her of all her fucking Dude, when gold. he catches her and just starts ripping her scales off, it's it's so violent and, like, but not, like, not nearly as violent as some of the other episodes, but just, like... yeah it's so like you said it feels like a tragedy where she's just like it is in her nature to kill all these people but she's literally basically having her skin torn off like bit by bit until there's like basically nothing left and it's like what's left isn't gruesome but she's just like normal skin now and just like the look on her of just like what 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 has he done like i yeah there's so much of me that's just gone now I think too, like uh, it's they're it's both of their nature where they both attempt mm-hmm. something because he doesn't start try to stop her from kissing him or anything else, and they're curious about each other, but he's greedy and she is a killer, and like what was interesting was she used her powers so much so that she was able to 
cure him of being deaf so he could hear yeah, and he was, was like what the fuck and then you know he starts dancing to his death and then drowns and i was actually just kind of like fuck that must suck where not being deaf like being cured of your deafness is literally your the the death of you i was yeah. like jesus imagine imagine being blind and then you get your sight back and then a train hits you when you get your it's like that you're just like oh i can oh fuck <laughs> like yeah. that would suck so or, badly yeah, like, the first like, thing oh. you see when you get your eyesight back is the train coming at you yes it's just it's crazy how that kind of thing occurs but also yeah it's just it's just a tragedy like you see her like she couldn't when she was stripped like she she couldn't even scream anymore she couldn't do her thing until like she kept trying and trying and trying and then yeah it broke the barrier it's like i've cured you now die and it was just like oh all right and i guess uh i guess she's stuck like that and he's dead and uh yeah just uh don't explore there anymore but yeah. it, it was very interesting. I love the choreography for it. I think they had like a full, you know, these people were doing dance rehearsals and stuff and probably had mocap. Yeah. And everything. So the um, Corridor Digital on YouTube did an episode like of uh, visual artists react about this short in. Mm. I think they mentioned that they didn't do actual motion capture, but they did record people doing these dances. Oh, and, they and just then they just used it. that as the, okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause that way the artists were able to do like a little bit more interpretation to make it not like exactly someone's motions, but just more stylized if they needed yeah. to. I think for some, cause a lot of the love death and robots things, just because a lot of them end tragically or fucked up and stuff. I never have any urge to rewatch them. I'm like, once was enough. Uh, Jabaro, even though it's still tragic, it's so intriguing, especially from a sound aspect, that I, I just like to rewatch it sheerly just for that and just watching the movements where it's not even like, it's just like studying it because it's so fucking interesting. Yeah, the visual uh, style this, is this so specific episode, If this episode doesn't win an award, I will be shocked because that one, yeah. it, it, it's just so interesting it's so just it's its own thing and i really appreciate that i'm glad they did this new volume sheerly just for this one and the david fincher cartoons alone the rest for bonuses but oh yeah those two were hands down like the the ones to check out so if you have limited time watch fucking crab man yeah. on boat and uh dancing woman who kills people uh that's that's what i'd recommend um yeah, it's yeah, so interesting that's... that like the the visuals of Jabara are like so much of it is like almost photorealistic, but then like yes. the faces are very clearly stylized. It's such an interesting look. Oh yeah, it God, it's so fucking interesting. It really is. Um, and that's what I really appreciate about Love, Death, and Robots is like unlike any almost any other thing I've ever seen, like this series does a really good job of collecting just very different art styles. Yeah, for its compilations. I, if you notice, though, I feel like death is bigger than robots in this show, if I'm, oh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and also a lot bigger than love. I think it goes death, robots, and then love. And love is the yeah. one that just gets shit on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's everything. I would have liked to talk more. Uh, I was going to try to do Proud Family, but whatever. Uh, we uh, definitely don't have time. No, there's no time. Uh, but that is it for this episode. I uh, quickly go through, like, you know, if you want to comment, 
leave us feedback, ask us questions for future episodes, you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. If you can, please uh, like, subscribe, share, give us a five-star review, whatever it is on whatever platform you're listening on, especially Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Those are the two biggest ones right now for us. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just help us out, share it out with people, give us a review, give us a like, all that kind of stuff. It would really help us out. Uh, you can also find the show on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Side Talk. Uh, I've been putting out more, uh, I think like the last week I was putting out a bunch of Boba Fett clips for uh, TikTok and everything else. I have to catch up on the TikTok stuff on, or like putting those videos up as reels and Instagram. But otherwise, uh, this coming week, I'm going to put up a bunch of Uncharted clips and maybe another, it was like episode 139, I think that was the episode. And then uh, uh, you should also see some clips from our Demon Slayer episode as well. I think that was episode 140, but uh, I'm going to try to get, I'm still behind, uh, but uh, the plan is at least starting tomorrow, which is Monday, uh, to do two episodes, getting clips of two from two episodes a day uh, until I finally catch up. That's the current goal. So we're going to see how well I stick to that, but it's something I'm probably going to start early, like right when I wake up after breakfast, just do that first before anything else and then uh, get to everything else after, but We'll see how I go with that. Um, otherwise, for the episodes, uh, next week, I'm not too sure. So either this week, either the next episode or the episode after will be the other Gundam episode where we're going to talk Gundam narrative, uh, the or, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, uh, the movie Hathaway, and the movie Kokuru's Doan's Island. Uh, Miles will be back for that one. It'll probably just be me and him for that one. And then uh, whichever week we don't do that, uh, I think we'll be doing uh, Clerks 3 and Cyberpunk Edgerunners. And then since it's just those two, I think hopefully we can get a bunch of backlog shit done in the background after that as well. We'll see how we do with that. But um, otherwise, that's what's going on with that. Sutra Sidewatch. I don't know what the fuck is happening with that. I got nothing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm, I'm basically in the waiting room for that one. And then uh, up to it, down to it. We're coming back with an episode on Dragon Con soon, since Miles had his first experience there, and Roman Ty and I will have our stories on it. Uh, that'll be our next up to a downtown episode. It'll finally be coming back. Cut a steel. Uh, James and I are gonna do a Harley Quinn episode, and then a Black Adam episode. Uh, but we're I'm looking for a third person, not permanently, but just for each episode, whoever fits for that specific episode. I'm just gonna be searching out of people I actually don't know. So hopefully we'll have an episode soon, but I need to basically network and see if I can do a crossover with another podcaster or YouTuber. Um, actually, if you guys have suggestions of someone you think ha is well-versed in Harley Quinn or live action DC movies or just DC in general, like I said, email us at uh, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com, uh, DM on uh, Instagram or, you know, on at me on Twitter or something, you know, just do that and it'd be great to get some suggestions otherwise i'm basically just cold searching at this point i don't usually watch other people's stuff so i gotta kind of research a bit there uh otherwise you can follow james on twitter at invader gym 124 and you can follow me on twitter at gogocomzilla and we will catch you guys next week so long thanks for listening <laughs>